Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Time Barry Show. We have got an incredible guest expert with us. Her name is Chantelle Otten. And as you guys know, we talk a lot on our socials around ADHD and relationships. And sometimes we even talk about spicy time, um, which is why we have Chantelle on today because she is a sexologist and I'm going to let herself introduce herself a little bit better than I can. (laughs) Um, But we're going to kind of, we've got some questions that you guys have sent in to kind of ask her and we're just going to talk all things dating, spicy time and whatever kind of flows because that's how we like to roll a little bit. Um, But Chantelle, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, why you became a sexologist, what that kind of involves and why you're so passionate in that space. Um, Okay, so I'm a sexologist, which is like a fancy word for a sex therapist. And um, it's kind of like being a detective into people's sex lives. Sometimes people will come to me with one question and then we'll get into a therapy session and you'll kind of realize it's a lot Um, I guess, underlying that specific concern. I guess it's kind of like ADHD, right? There's a lot of masking going on, a lot of, oh, it'll be fine, we'll just make do. Uh, And then you find out how complex people's lives are Mm -hmm. after that. Um, I became a sexologist because I've always loved working with people. I think that it's very important to help people. I think that at the end of the day, there's so many... um, so many of us out there that have a lot of unanswered questions around psychology in general and mental health. And I think we can probably see even with the past 12 months, how much work needs to be done in the mental health um, arena. But for me, I always wanted to do something a little bit different than generalized psychology. And I read Esther Perel's book, Meeting in Captivity, and I thought it was wonderful because it spoke a lot about um, people's private lives. And uh, I guess it gave a bit more of a nuanced um, overlook on t- mm. into sexuality, whereas I, I kind of grew up learning very black and white language around like what's okay, what's not okay, mm. you know, infidelity is not okay, you know, kick them to the curb if they do something wrong or like sex should always be passionate, should always work, um, erectile dysfunction is really bad, like how embarrassing, yeah. you should tell, you know, shame someone. And I just thought like how unfair is that? <laughs> how unfair is it to have this kind of language that's so black and white and so harsh and leads to so much shame? So I decided to become a sexologist, A, because I really wanted to hear people's secrets, but B, I wanted people to have fun and healthy sex lives. <laughs> I love that. And um, <laughs> I feel like, because you, you yourself have ADHD, do you? I think you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah in our DMs. Yeah. I was going to say that's so ADHD, like you almost want a space where you can just overshare and it's like <laughs> so normal for people to just overshare. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's, yeah, that's really cool. And I think it's, um, I think it's interesting that you bring up that black and white thinking because as common as that is just in kind of everyday life, I think that's a massive thing that people with ADHD in particular struggle with that, like all or nothing. And that's like, like you were saying, you know, we're kind of seeing this pattern within society where I guess people are now getting this awareness of mental health and the struggles around, you know, ADHD and mental health and, Um, sexuality and all these different things but they're kind of left with like the now what like now what do I do which is probably 
what you're seeing a lot of like we've got this awareness and that's what we're seeing too you know our dms are constantly flooded with you know why do i have no libido you know why do i all of a sudden want sex you know for a whole month straight and then it's like i don't want it and then Mm. it's all these big questions that i think like you said it's you know you you become the detective and i know that you know we're not going to be able to answer all the questions today but i am excited to pick your brain and kind of like yeah talk through some stuff Um, One of the first things that I wanted to ask you about, and it's because, you know, Baz and I are in a relationship, so we can speak a lot to the relationship side of things. But a lot of the questions that people have, I guess, to ask is around like ADHD and dating. And I know you talk a little bit about dating on your profile, and I think you're a Bumble ambassador as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question would be is what are some of like the biggest struggles you're seeing in the dating area or arena at the moment? Um, Look, I think if we talk in general, there's all the struggles. I think everyone's just struggling. Like dating's really, really hard. Yeah. Um, And I think that especially at this time of year, uh, people have come back from Christmas and New Year's and they're already burnt out. Yeah. Um, they're already tired. Um, they don't know how to connect with people when they feel like they're up to hear themselves. Yeah. Um, it's a look, but also like, you've got to remember, I am in a little bit of a bubble because I hear about people's yeah. problems. I have seen like, <laughs> I have seen like that, uh, a lot of like, positivity um from the break as well where people have gone off maybe they've done a little bit of eat pray love they've gone to a different country they found themselves they've had some good rest Mm. they've learned how to talk to people again rather than always being on your phones always on instagram always on tiktok um so in in one aspect i can see some um healthy progression around people learning how to interact a little bit more um and then on the flip side of that I can see people who were like oh I didn't really take a break or um I'm scared like 2024 I want to go into this year and I want to meet some people and I want to get to connect a little bit more Mm. but I don't know how to do that a lot of people really struggle on apps a to like with communication like they don't know what the right questions are. Mm. They've been burnt quite a bit. They've been ghosted. People just also aren't that interesting or interested Mm. at the moment. So um, I think that's really hard because then you have to learn how to tell a story uh, really, really well. And if you're kind of all over the shop and you're like, I'm actually just like work home, work home right now. Then it's very hard to like go, hang on, do I actually have a fun, interesting story Mm. to tell? So that takes a little bit of practice. I always try and advise people to get off the apps into real life as soon as possible or into like a video call or like, you know, just getting off like texting Mm. um, because it does help when you hear someone's voice and you hear their energy. I'm a big fan of voice messages. It's how I kind of communicate with everyone and I encourage people on dating apps to do that too. Um, You can also on like profiles have like a voice message as well which is really really cool because then you go okay like what does this person sound like um you know are there any serial killer qualities like what's going on here um (laughs) but I think that's good I think I'm doing a lot of like and this is so fun for me actually I love it a lot of like dating profile building Mm. right now so 
Um, whilst I'm a sexologist, sometimes that work can be really taxing mm. because you're taking, I see heavy complex trauma patients personally. Yeah. Um, so for fun, I like to build up, like revamp people's dating profiles and be like, okay, like you should get a photo like this. We're going to take this out of here. You look really weird with like all <laughs> of these photos of just yourself. Like, I love or that. like, what are you staring at in the distance here? Like, do you have any photos with friends? Do you have mm. friends? Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I really love doing that um, because then you get to meet all different types of people, people with big egos, people on the mm. lower spectrum of mm. like, you know, narcissism, like people who are like really outgoing or really shy or neurospicy, all of that kind of stuff. I think when it comes to ADHD and dating online, um, I see quite a few people who have ADHD, um, but also ADHD and autism mm -hmm. as well. And that's really interesting. I mean, I see a lot of people with disabilities of all sorts, but, um, I think when it comes to ADHD, it's challenging because, mm, the sensitivity, the hypersensitive side of dating is really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and I guess like the rejection side of things is really, really hard, especially when you struggle with um, rejection sensitive dysphoria yeah. too. Like the spiral that can come after someone like doesn't message you for a few days or like, you know, says, hey, it's this isn't going to work for me. Mm. Um, or, you you know, you can create like a whole fantasy about someone in your head, right? And they're so exciting. Mm. You don't know them at all. Like you yeah. might have exchanged a few messages. The but good like, old hyper the fantasy. Yeah, that hyper focus yes. on them. I always, I always explain that. I'm like, I, I don't, this isn't like an actual term, but like I always call it like the, and I use the word toxic loosely, but like, you know, the toxic ADHD love cycle. And it's this idea that, you know, we, we go, it's the same as like how we are with hobbies, right? Like we'll kind of see something. We'll be like, oh my goodness, that's the thing. You know, that's the person. I'm so excited. That's them. And then we kind of get these rose colored glasses. We don't see the red flags. You know, we, we go all in, we start oversharing and then you're on, you know, date three and you're kind of ready to get engaged or ready to, you know, move in with one another or go on a holiday. And it's like you're rushing into things. And then all of a sudden, Either you've found yourself wound up. I find a lot of ADHD, ADHDs find themselves in toxic relationships where they've just ignored or haven't seen a lot of the red flags or they end up getting bored really quickly. Like that's kind of the, the thing that breaks that cycle and then it just repeats itself, which I think when it comes to online dating and the dating world is just such a hard thing to navigate. Like mm. you're on these apps, you're chatting to people, if someone replies, like you said, when you've got this rejection sensitivity and then someone does reply and they are vibing and the voice messages are going off, you know, you start oversharing and then it yeah. can go one of two ways kind of thing. Like it's just such a minefield almost. I remember using the apps like six or seven years ago <laughs> and it, the amount of like second guessing and mm -hmm. like how scared you were to send, like I used to just send the, Hey, how's your day been? And then I got told that that was so boring. We had to come up with a massive like <laughs> thing to like start a conversation. And the amount of anxiety that I would I would get from that, I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm not boring, I swear, but I don't know what to say because I haven't gone and mm. done some extravagant thing that day. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can see. 
Where was Chantel when I was on them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see the, the, the fact that people would come and like, like want to know how many photos mm. of themselves, how many photos of the group. Like it, it's actually like what, really cool. How to talk. Yeah, yeah. What are some of, I guess, your tips around, obviously people should come to you if they really want the in-depth version of what they should do with their immediate profile. But what are some like tips that you could give people for their dating profiles or even just engaging and interacting on dating websites, I guess? Um, first and foremost, I think it's important to learn how to flirt off the dating profile, like how to flirt with people in real life mm. is super important. If you have an open energy, people will come to you. People see that. Like it's amazing what people do when you're open yeah. and you're happy and you're light, right? So start by creating a really healthy foundation of happiness health mm. support around you before you go into this kind of turbulent world of online dating. I think learning about offline dating is so important. Yeah. Like it's just people can be so amazing and so generous. Um, I think that have an understanding of what you want before you go into online dating as well. Then yeah. you don't have to uh, – get as caught up with people, right? You can go, hang on, just because they're talking to me doesn't yeah. mean they're the one that I need to be with, right? Yeah. Have an understanding of your own triggers, your own nuances and tendencies um, so that you can catch yourself or like say to a friend, if I start doing this, I need you to like mm. catch me out. Because, I mean, it's always fun like to be like, oh, I'm in love. Like it's so like fun to be like, ah, I talked to someone like for a week and we are meant to be. Like that's always like super cute. I get that. I love I love these like random moments of falling in love with people that I've never met before. But I think you have to be realistic. Like does that person actually align with me? And yeah. so when it comes to your dating profile, if you want people to know about your ADHD or you want to connect with mm. someone who has an understanding of that or is curious about it, put it in your profile. Mm. Like there's no shame in like being uh, neurodiverse these yeah. days. It's so common that like so many other people go like, oh, okay, good. I can relate to that. I, love that. I think like set the mm. standard of expectation as well around communication. If you're someone who gets distracted easily um, and you know, it's going to write a message and then forget that you spoke to someone like for a few days ago, just say, Hey, like, this is me. I can be quite busy. I'm not the best communicator on here. I'm going to try and do my best. Mm. Um, or just say like, Hey, I actually like, you're really interesting. And I can see in your profile that you like this and this, I would love to talk to you about that a little bit more. Maybe we should go on a date next week. Yeah. Like just put it out there. Um, and then I think like, I don't think it's about looking polished. I really believe that you should be authentic. I really hate seeing like photos that are just trying to be funny that are like so lame and embarrassing. You're like, why do you put that? Why did you put that up? Like, it's so silly. Like people <laughs> making like silly faces and stuff on their profile. It's not okay yeah. like <laughs> I think like put up like a photo of you looking really happy with your friends yeah. or like you know you doing something that you're passionate about maybe it's art maybe it's motorbike riding maybe it's like being at the beach um and putting a few key things in your profile to talk about so you can say like 
you know, I'm a Queenslander, but I don't always wear linen. And yeah. so you can be like, oh, like so wild. Like I love linen though. Yeah. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, like just like I guess making subtle jokes and showing your humor mm. without being strange about it. Um, yeah, without I think being that's cring- the best way to go. Without I being cringy. Someone who's smiling. <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say. Sorry, what was that? I was just going to say without being cringy, mm. <laughs> like what you were saying. Like, yeah. 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 No, I love that. That's I mean, really it's cool. hard though. Like it's hard. Like when you know what's, when I think something's cool, like other people might not think it's cool, right? Yeah. So it's. It's each to their own. You're going to have someone out there that thinks maybe that funny face is really funny. I don't know. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going with what I know from people around me. <laughs> You're like the patterns that I've seen, the funny faces aren't a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I was actually, and this was something I wanted to ask. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and I've heard this, I guess, statement that's been thrown around. And actually, I think someone close to you actually said that as well and it triggered me when they said it years Mm. ago they said if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no and I think on the surface I like the idea of that statement like you know you want to 100% be into this person and whatnot but then I've also heard like the opposite in the sense of and this is where ADHD comes into the mix where a lot of the times it's like when we get interested in a new hobby you know we think it's a fuck yes Mm. And then it quickly becomes a fuck no. So I guess my question is, like, what's your take on that? Like, do you think it has to be a fuck yes, like, straight away when you meet someone or it's a fuck no? Mm, No, no, I don't think that's the case at all. I think, like, um, like, yeah, first impressions are good, but they're not always right. It also, like, depends on your mood, right? Like, if you're in a bad mood, you're not going to perceive people, like, like me getting on this call today or in a bad mood. I'm in a better mood now because we're having a really nice chat. <laughs> you know, if someone had approached me half an hour ago <laughs> in the street, I would have been like, come on, man, like you're really pushing me right now. <laughs> yeah. Not today. <laughs> Today's not the day. <laughs> so I think it's like, yeah, it, it's like I understand that, but mm-hmm. I think that is such a basic thing to say. Yeah. And I also think that people are extremely complex and layered. So why wouldn't it be remain curious instead? Mm. Like I think the best thing to do in any scenario with any person is to remain open and curious and kind and empathetic. Yeah, no, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think think our relationship was funny at the beginning because it wasn't, would you say it it wasn't a fuck yes? No, there was a lot of confusion. And I think that's, you know, what Chantel was kind of saying then is like, you know, depending on where someone's at, in their life what they've experienced that week that month what relationship they've just come Mm. out of like you're going to have a different experience on how you're perceiving that person and it's not like that immediate thing like you know and I I think um particularly when we're talking about I guess ADHD um most of and I can't remember it was Esther Perel that said this or someone else I think it might have been a hinge expert I think I can't remember but she said something along the lines of you know a slow burn is actually better than like a quick spark almost that idea whereas like you know I think in our generation we've been raised on all these very romantic movies where it is that quick like amazing spark and fire. And I think that catches a lot of people in particular ADHD out because, you know, that slow burn isn't exciting. It's kind of boring. Um, 
it can be I think both are okay yeah both are okay you just got to be aware of like why are you getting that spark is there like a trauma bond there do you like see each other and you understand each other or like if you don't vibe each other is that because you don't understand that person as well um people are so complex and you know I don't I just I think we just need to remain really really patient yeah um and just get to know people and ask the questions it's like when people pull back when they're on dating apps and you don't hear from them for a few days, people will start to go, oh, they don't like me. Oh, so typical, blah, 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 blah. What if they're just having a really, like, hard time and they don't want to share with you because they don't know you well enough Mm. yet? People really struggle with vulnerability, especially if they have suffered in silence with health conditions, mental Mm. health conditions, you know, um, neurodiversity as well. Like, a lot of the time you're... You're masking, right? Yeah. So you you don't want to share. Mm. Um, so I just think be kind, be curious. I always believe even when you're angry, like take some time down, like to to bring it down a notch, yeah. and then just say like, hey, like what's going on for you? Because I'm a little bit confused about our communication right now. I hope everything's okay. If you yeah. come from like a kind place, yeah. often you'll you know you'll get a very kind and usually in-depth vulnerable response from someone yeah it's that curiosity we always say that in our relationship too like curiosity is probably one of the most powerful things that have saved our relationship many many times you know it's very easy for our egos to I guess come up and want to shut people down and go straight into like rejection and all these intense emotions but yeah when you've got that patience and that curiosity it can honestly make a world of difference I think too knowing that people are going to have that initial reaction like you just said um Mm. where you get angry or you get defensive or something like that but you give them time to come down yeah and then take what they say yeah that point yeah Mm. that's so true well we've got some um questions that i i put in we've got a group chat on or a broadcast whatever it is on instagram and i gave people the opportunity i said we've got chantelle coming on she's a sexologist what would you love to ask her so i'm gonna fire some questions at you and we can have some little mini conversations around them all. So one question that came up a few times was, and it's kind of related to dating. So it's, is it true that women become more emotionally connected when they have sex or, you know, a one night stand or sex early in a relationship compared to men? Yeah. I mean, like it can be true. It depends on what's going on up here but I think like there are also um like a lot of men that fall in love like quite Mm. quickly through sex as well especially if they feel seen safe heard understood um yeah I mean when you have an orgasm and also just like skin on skin um activity being in close proximity to someone like that you're releasing a lot of endorphins that are associated with like the honeymoon phase of a um a relationship so you know like the first 18 months to two years we are like oh my god we found each other we're in love we're gonna get married Da da da. those endorphins are coming out in those bursts of sexual activity as well so I think for yeah I think for people who are feeling like sex might be a little bit more complicated than some of their friends if they feel like it's not something that they can do casually um that's okay you don't have to do it I think like 
at the end of the day, you have to pick a path that's right for you. Yeah. Um, and maybe look at, yes, sex is one thing, but what else is going on with this connection mm. with this person? You know, what other redeeming qualities do they have? How good are they at communicating? How kind are they? Will they take care of you if you're not feeling really good? Yeah. Um, I think that I think just be aware of like the the full picture. But yeah, it can be pretty easy to fall th- uh, for someone, especially if it's very good sex, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I definitely fall into the category that yeah, <laughs> I fall hard and fast, <laughs> the especially good sex once category. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> into the category of like I I've always been someone that said like as much as I would have loved to have probably explored a little bit more, I just couldn't I would get so connected so quickly and then I'd be in a relationship within two seconds flat like so yeah I definitely fall into that category so I guess that then goes into the next question where someone asked um why does it feel like I'm always attracting men or partners who just want sex and they don't actually want a relationship probably because that's what you're also communicating with them right Mm. like if you want to have a relationship then wait wait a little bit before you have sex like actually get them to take you out on dates organize dates with them like have a bit more of a courting courting kind of process right um if you end up like i'm all for casual sex and i'm all for doing what you want if you really like sex um go for it however i think if you're trying to find the relationship Mm. maybe it would be healthy to just hold off a little bit on sex and just see if you can connect outside the bedroom first um and you know see what they're into like if Mm. you're like i really want a relationship i want to fall in love i'm looking towards the future and you're linking up with guys uh that aren't really talking about what their wants or needs are what they're looking for um and also you're not kind of sharing enough experiences outside the bedroom, then it would, it would be hard. I think also I, I worry a little bit in Australia, we don't have the best dating culture. Mm. Um, you know, I think that we are so casual here to the point of it's a little bit embarrassing how casual Mm. people are here and how little effort people put in. And I think that's concerning. So from my perspective, you set the bar for how people are going to treat you. Yeah. If you are letting them, um, if you're going over to their place late at night, like you're automatically saying like, that's, that's yeah. fine. Like that's how I can be treated. Right. Yeah. You also can't be mad at them for that. That's yeah. you letting, like, that's you crossing your own boundaries. Yeah. So I think if you can take some time to go, okay, what are my boundaries? Mm. What am I looking for? What's going to happen if that person is mean to me or rude to me or disrespects me? Mm. How am I going to talk to them when that happens? Or can I disconnect? Mm. I always believe with dating to diversify your portfolio. Mm. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your money on one stock. Have multiple going at the same time and get to know them. Uh, with good detail and one of them hopefully is going to make you start feeling really, really good. Yeah, I like And you'll that. go, okay, I can put more money into those stocks as well. Yeah, mm. I think, yeah, I think the biggest part there is like the boundaries. Um, yeah, setting those boundaries and even the standards, like you said, you know, just being able to say, hey, this is, 
you know, I want to get to know you first. And I guess because for a lot of people, once that they're, once sex has happened, even if it's quite early, you know, you hang out again and sex happens again. And it's like this intensity just becomes more and more intense. And would you say it's almost like you build like a false intimacy because like sexually you're quite close. So you feel quite close to the person, but because there hasn't been like those, that communication and that connection, like I guess emotionally and all the other things, like it's kind of like a false sense of intimacy in a way. Um, it can be for sure. I think as well though, um, because we're investing time in them, mm. we want it to work uh, yeah. because we've put a lot of time and energy, sometimes money into it, right? Yeah. Um, and if you think about that in the opposite way, um, other people will want to spend more time with you, pursue you, take you out, say nice things to you, treat you really well if you give them time to put mm. energy, uh, connection, emotion, money, whatever it is, yeah. into you. They have if you want someone for the long term, they have to actually be invested in you yeah. first. So you need to give them space to do that. And yeah. that's how they will keep doing things. We don't want to lose money on our investments. Yeah. <laughs> so think about that. And then also I think maintain a really healthy, happy social life because mm. we, yeah, if we're going to get bored, especially with ADHD, mm. it's going to be with the person who's always available, always ready, always answering texts, not really doing anything with their lives. No, there's no mystery there yeah. because you have very quickly figured them out. Yeah, that's very true. I like that. All right, diving a little bit more into the sexy side of things, the spicy time. Um, we had a lot of these questions. Um one person asked, why can I only reach an orgasm with sex toys? Hmm. Mm. It depends. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, it sounds to me, I'm assuming this is someone with a vulva and a clitoris that's messaging this. Mm. Um, uh, look, usually you need to have a lot of stimulation on the clitoral area to achieve an orgasm. Um, I don't know how much exploration this person has done mm. with uh, fingers or, you know, letting someone go down on them for a while. When solo play, um, it's much easier to reach that climatic state because yeah. you're touching your own body, you're feeling it, you're in control. When you're with someone else... Um, often it can take like over 25 minutes for mm. you to get to a place that is climatic. Uh, but we don't often let people spend that amount of time on the clitoris. So then you're not getting Why are you to, looking at me? You know, <laughs> climax. Tara's like, I would be done 10 minutes ago, Barry. What are you doing? <laughs> Like, I think also hey. like there's no harm in bringing a sex toy into partnered play. Yeah. I think it's really important. Mm. If you know how to get yourself off, yeah. like you can do that. Um, with with penetrative sex, also it's very difficult mm. because only 30% um, of vulva owners will orgasm with penetrative play. And that's just because 
the clitoral nerves, which mm. um, are on either side of the vaginal walls, might not be that close to the vaginal walls or might not be getting stimulated in the right way. Yeah. So then you focus back on the clitoris. You can have multiple orgasms. That's a great thing about having a clitoris. You are capable of having multiple orgasms. Yeah. So build it up, bring it back down, learn how to edge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's about experimentation. Mm. Yeah, I think I think even just in my own personal relationship and life is um I think you know we expect sex and again this is movies and this is you know the porn industry and whatnot like we kind of expect sex to just work Mm. and both partners like just to like reach orgasm and it just be this like seamless experience um whereas like Mm -hmm. even for us like obviously at the start you know you're in the honeymoon stage like there's no (laughs) everything's going like it's 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 happening um but you know as as time goes on like you want a little bit more time or you know you like try try different things and whatnot so i think even just for us like taking time with it and like how do i say this like not allowing your ego to be hurt from someone just communicating like oh that feels good or that doesn't feel good like I would rather know if something doesn't feel good than waste 30 minutes <laughs> wondering why nothing's <laughs> happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's, that's a big thing too, is just, yeah, taking the time with it, exploring, communicating, yeah, which I can be awkward. Be, I used to be, be the best kisser, but the last few months, apparently my tongue is not the best. It doesn't know what its job is. <laughs> <laughs> been navigating that. Yeah. It's been a good time. <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, next question. I think that one, the that kind of leads from... Yeah, the, the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the next one after that was, can I train my boyfriend to last longer and to finish multiple times? Let's start with one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I was like, I was like, I read when that. We, I was like, oh, yeah. When I'm we read listen. that question, I was like, oh, <laughs> juicy. <laughs> you let's start with lasting longer you can definitely do that um i think like exploring edging would be a really great idea um exploring that point of no return as well like it's really about body awareness and awareness Mm. into sensation so many um penis owners masturbate and they are Um, removed from the arousal process which is how your body is actually reacting to touch or stimuli whether that be you know visual or or audio or touch um they're just going straight to okay i know how to jack off and i can like finish um and because they've actually trained themselves to work so quickly then it's (laughs) yeah efficiency um then yeah it can be difficult sometimes in partner play to have um an ability to slow down Mm. as well i also think like premature ejaculation is when you cannot control your orgasm Mm. um or ejaculation essentially or ejaculation and orgasm don't have to be exclusive for Mm. penis owners um but when it comes to ejaculating early like there are many things that we can do about that it is a bit of an effort though it's not a quick fix so that's yeah. why you would come to see a sexologist like myself yeah i do also have an online course into premature ejaculation which we are just revamping so that should be I love that. um up and running again soon but that's about body awareness in terms of um coming multiple times it's a similar thing right like mm. uh it's not everyone will be able to 
come multiple times because um, with penis owners, there's something called a refractory period. So that's when you ejaculate, then it's going to take a while for you to be able to get an erection again and build back up again. Yeah, It's individualized. You know, you that's a, that's a bit more of a challenging one to, yeah. to train um, your body with. Also has to do with like how hot and fun is the situation mm. too. Um, and how are you feeling? Like what's your... What's your body vibing? Are you exhausted? Are you energized? Like, yeah. do you have things on later? It, it really depends on the scenario. So, again, individualized. Yeah, no, I love that. That's cool. I think definitely, yeah. I That course sounds amazing. Like, I feel like, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Okay, let's jump into this one's definitely around ADHD. So, as ADHDers, we struggle to pay attention in general life. Um, that obviously also applies to the bedroom. Do you, so this person said, can you suggest some ways to maintain focus during sex and get out of my head? You have to learn mindfulness. Unfortunately, it is very difficult with ADHD. I'm not saying that you have to get it perfect, but, um, you have to learn how to come back to your body and how to come back to the sensory experience of what sex is so scientifically that's kind of um the best options that we have but i think if we want to have some simple options create an adhd friendly intimate space yeah you know make sure it's the right temperature Mm -hmm. if you know i think wearing socks for adhd is also works really really well like even if it like it just it makes you feel more grounded Mm -hmm. also helps with orgasms for women people who are um yeah i guess with vulvas you have a higher chance of having an orgasm if you're wearing socks i don't know why but that's the the stats um make sure that the the temperature is good the texture of the bedding if you're using a bed is good as well and you feel comfortable with it make sure that you're feeling okay in your skin Mm -hmm. you know if you're feeling like oh i've got like sunscreen on still that's really irritating me then just say actually like I need to take some time to prep. So I'm going to go have a shower. I'm going to feel like really good about myself and ready for the experience and mentally prep for that. I think you can have an ADHD like music um, playlist as well. Like everyone has their own thing. Um, I definitely have like my preferences when it comes to what I want to listen to when I'm in the bedroom. Mm. But then, for example, when I'm working, I listen to an ADHD techno mix. It's like the heavy beat keeps me in the... Keeps me in the, um, yeah, the job that I need to achieve. But uh, I also think free of distractions and fear of being interrupted as well. So make sure that if you're worried about someone coming in, there's a lock on the door, put the pets in a certain place. Like it really is about like preparing the environment to the best of your abilities. Yeah, yeah, I think also there's a lot of... um, if you're not on medication or if you don't want to take like a stimulant medication because it does lower libido as well, mm. um, it does tend to make it difficult to feel like erotic things, yeah. um, then lean into the naturopathy side of things as well. So like L-thyrosine, L-theanine, yeah. for example, um, there's a lot of really great um, uh, neuropsychiatrists that are online that do talk about ADHD and the right kind of uh, supplements to take for that as well yeah no i that's love cool. that i think yeah that's that's really cool that's yeah powerful stuff. i think one of the biggest things that we kind of 
found out was the 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 environment the mm. the um the darker room the the mm-hmm. air conditioning and the, the I hate blankets and everything like that but Tara loves them so <laughs> that's where that's where you kind of have to yeah. give and take I suppose yeah I think this, yeah. the sensory stuff was massive um like I would become so aware of like the room around me and like what I could hear what I could like even smell sometimes like there was so mm. many little things and we just had to kind of slow it down and be like okay it's hot in here that's why I'm you know in my head so let's turn the AC on and you know it's not exactly the most comfortable thing like as in you know you're both kind of there a bit awkward like trying to figure out how to continue like keep going and not ruin the mm. moment but I think that's also where like not ha- not it not having to be this perfect scenario not like the movies yeah, yeah not like the movies allowing it to just be a bit messy sometimes until you figure it out and then you know you've got your playlist going you've got the ac mm. on like it just kind of vibes and works really well i like that mm-hmm. um okay this is this is probably the most common question and it's how to manage lack of libido with adhd so you mentioned about you know um medication being a role and supplements playing a role too mm. I guess maybe even talking a little bit about why ADHD is in particular like kind of struggle with this. Right. It's such like a complex one, right? Mm. Because it's not always about ADHD either. Yeah. It can just be about being a human being yeah. um, and what's going on in your world too. Yeah. Um, I think that like there's so many things like – If we talk about ADHD specifically, we can talk about feeling distracted or um, feeling hyperactive or the heavy fatigue that can also come as well. Mm. Um, The emotional challenges too, like if you're in one of those days where you're not like a Zen hen and you are reactive like me today, then it's like you have to make sure that you are um, prioritizing yourself and leaning into self-care, you know? Um, and I guess thinking about the stress, the emotional dysregulation Mm -hmm. that can often accompany ADHD and the impact that those things have on your sex life as well. But then on top of that, the medications, particularly stimulants are challenging because they do decrease your sex drive. Um, There are other medications out there that are used um, that can help improve attention um, and help with fatigue and help with, um, like, not dampening your sex drive as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, for example, um, some patients that I know or even myself, I'm on a medicate. I don't take stimulants every single day. Mm. I take a daily medication for fatigue, depression, and ADHD. Mm. Um, but that's one that's actually like a little bit harder to get in Australia because uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know why. I think it had like one study that was a bit off a few years ago. Right. Anyway, it's changed my life and it's great because I actually have energy to get out of bed, yeah. which is awesome. And I don't have clinical depression anymore, which happens, you know, with ADHD, you're up and down. Yeah. Like some years are good, some years are not so great. Mm. Um, but the concentration side of it is good. And it we often, as like sexologists, work with psychiatrists 
um, to recommend the medication. It's called Zyban. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not recommending anyone to mm. like try any medication unless they talk to their psychiatrist yeah. about it. Um, that one is one that we use as sexologists to increase sex drive for people who have post SSRI, so like anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication, mm. um, sexual dysfunction. So that's one thing I think as well. Um, if you can, like either like pick and choose your days that you're taking your stimulants. Yeah. If you go, you know what, this weekend I want to lean into my creative side mm. or like I have space to take it slow and maybe, or you, you change up the time. Maybe we have sex in the morning. Mm. So when I like get up, we can have our playtime and then I can take my stimulant medication afterwards. Yeah. Um, however, that is obviously extremely individualized mm. and I don't want anyone to think that, I am being insensitive mm. to their specific scenario. That takes a whole team of people to help you reach a place where your sex life can be better. And it's not just about ADHD. It's about yeah. ironing out so many things in your life so that you can have a little bit more fun um, as well. So that's why people like myself exist. Yeah. But I think um, on top of that, like, Make sure that you've gotten your bloods checked, your iron's good, your zinc levels are really good. Um, you're getting enough exercise in as well. You have a thorough understanding of your symptoms of ADHD and how they could be impacting on your sex life. Mm. You and your partner are in a really good like space in terms yeah. of your relationship and emotional connection because if you two are off, yeah, naturally it's going to be very difficult. Mm. Yeah, um, And I think also like, self-pleasure a lot more like the more mm. you feel pleasure the more you want pleasure yeah. and sometimes we forget that we can pause and masturbate mm. or you know put lotion on our skin or yeah. put perfume on or go for a walk sometimes we are so caught up in like those days where you wake up and you have like three things to do on your list and then six hours later you're like what the hell have I been doing for six hours we get so lost in those days yeah. that we forget that we can actually transition from one thing to another quite easily if mm. we pause um and often I find like music mm. really helps with that transition period as well so just yeah. putting your earbuds in and going I'm gonna start on this project while I'm listening to this and it'll be okay yeah. So definitely working with an ADHD coach as well in that circumstance would be a great idea. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think you answered that perfectly. Like the question around libido is such a big mm. question and there's not just one. I don't think there's ever just one thing that's kind of going yeah. on. Like it's so multifaceted, so many things, moving parts in it all. That kind of brings us to our last question. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but... One person asked, how do I improve personal slash self-confidence during spicy time? You can take my sexual self-esteem course online. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's a big question. Yeah. Like, it's a big question. I think like learning how to be comfortable. You don't have to love your body. You don't mm. have to love the way that you are. You have to feel confident in the comfort levels that you have with it though yeah. so you know we all go through times where we feel like mm, i just don't feel great but if you can work on feeling comfortable and having um strategies in place to make yourself feel really good then that's a, a healthy way to go um i i think like for some people that might mean okay 
my hair is okay like it's like it's slicked back it's off my face or it's done really well or um i'm feeling good in um my cleanliness levels yeah. because sensory stuff is really important um or like i've done some mirror work i've learned like which parts of my body i really like in the mirror or i've bought some lingerie that i feel really good in mm. um fake tan can do wonders for mental health sometimes i feel it's like a natural valium yeah. um <laughs> i think if we're talking about um like the room that you're going to be intimate in are you comfortable with like the lighting in there as well yeah um are you able to communicate what your needs are too like if you aren't able to communicate your needs and your boundaries and your likes and dislikes that's going to lead you to feel really yeah um not just insecure but in, unsafe in your intimate yeah. scenarios as well and i think the main thing you need to do is focus on your personal safety and the safety of the person that you are intimate with for you to gain that confidence in yourself as well it's so much easier to be yeah. intimate with someone when we feel like we can let them into our house and welcome them yeah, yeah i completely I think, yeah. agree with it's never that. like listening to yourself um it's never a quick fix it's yeah. always got to be individual put in the time and the outcome is always better than not doing it. yeah yeah two things for me that really helped with and it's exactly what you just spoke about um with confidence and I guess you know in the bedroom like I always found myself to be in the past when I was young and I was in my 18 year old body and I was loving life there was no confidence issues but you know as you get older and you get stressed and you get burnt out and you may not like or you know appreciate certain aspects of yourself in the mirror anymore you know the confidence goes down you don't necessarily feel that same way and I think for me it was like what you said just actually finding those little things about yourself that you do love and that you do appreciate and that you know someone would enjoy and you know um I think the safety is another really big mm. thing. Like one thing for, you know, Baz and I that was really, I guess, impactful is like sometimes we can be really, really critical of ourselves and it always used to confuse me how Barry still wanted to rip my clothes off. And I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> like how am I seeing myself as not that way, but mm. you are? And I think like actually just pausing and like going, oh, like, hang on. No, he actually does find me attractive, especially in the bedroom. Like it was it was really nice and like taking a moment each time to kind of do that in time gave me, I guess, evidence that, you know, I am still attractive. He does still, you know, want to X, Y, Z. And it removed a lot of that rejection that honestly was just myself rejecting myself as opposed mm. to, you know, you rejecting me, which can be big. We can definitely yeah. get in our own heads a lot, can't we? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love it. Well, I've absolutely loved this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us, Chantel. I would love if you could tell our audience where they can find you. Um, Your yeah. courses. Yeah. <laughs> They're just all on my website, which is very narcissistic. It's just <laughs> www.chantelotten.com with an E-N. E-N. Um, and then my Instagram is Chantel underscore Otten underscore sexologist. Um, yeah, hopefully I get to meet a few more ADHDers as well. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Make sure to go check her out. We will put all the links down below to make sure that they're there so you don't get sidetracked going down a spiral if you go to her page. 
<laughs> like I did. Um, but thank you again for joining us. As always, guys, we're going to wrap up this episode. Feel free to send us any questions or your ADHD bloopers. And as always, Baz. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> and we will see you guys next episode. Thank you all. Yeah, Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>